Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Little Women. We are three best friends who wanted to create a platform to communicate with an audience similar to our age, teenagers. We discuss relevant topics from significant movements to simple teenage issues that feel like the end of the world. Be on the lookout for our special guest episodes to hear about all the different kinds of people who have taken their time to not only educate us, but also you guys, giving an endearing insight into their lives. Hello everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the Little Women podcast. Today we spoke to Alexandra Surad. Alexandra not only has her own podcast called Bossish Academy, she's also the founder of the broadcasting and media production company Helm. Alongside running this company, she helps write, direct and produce films and TV shows for Helm. If you're looking to get into this industry, we really think that you'd enjoy enjoy this episode. Remember, if you want to find Alexandra on social media, all her links will be in the podcast description. I think we'll just get into it then. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Little Women. Um, Firstly, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so hi everyone. Thank you for having me on your lovely podcast. So my name my name is Alexandra Sear. So I own a TV network, so I'm all about the entertainment industry. This is what I do. Otherwise, things that I love, I do have a podcast. I'm really like girl power. I love that stuff. And yeah, that's pretty much the main things uh, that I do. I'm always like on set and things like that. <laughs> yeah. So what is one thing you are loving right now? So one thing that I'm loving right now, um, I think I'm kind of in an exciting time in my life because I, I, I'm from Canada, Montreal, and I'm moving to uh, the States back again. I, I lived in the States for a little bit and now I'm moving uh, back to LA. So I, I think it's just exciting to kind of prepare for a new chapter. So I have like a lot of things to organize, uh, get my apartment ready and all that stuff. So I think it's kind of like the exciting thing that's happening for me right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big change as well. So who is your biggest inspiration? So I have lots of inspirations. I I listen to a lot of like people that are successful, but I think like if it's from my personal life, I have um, a director that I worked with very closely on a movie that's been a big inspiration for me. Uh, So his name is Tony and we worked on a lot of projects together so it's good to have kind of a mentor I'm really into having mentors I'm always looking for people who are going to inspire me in my day-to-day and that just be I do have people I look up to that I don't really know but I think it's good to have people you look up to as well that you can go to to ask questions so that's kind of like my mentor and who is inspiring me right now yeah and before we get into the other questions what is one piece of advice you have for teenagers who are unsure on what they want to do with their lives Yes, I can totally relate. I, I'm 26 now, so my teenage years are behind me. But <laughs> I'd say like when looking back as a teenager, you're trying to figure out what you want to do. Is, it's not easy. Like you have people are kind of pressuring you. Okay, you should do this. You have these passions. But I think it's okay to take your time and try to really sit down and lay out. Okay, what are my passions? What are things I really want to do? And even if it's out of the ordinary for people that are in your life and that you know, you're kind of scared of, okay, what are gonna, people going to think? Just don't really don't think about that and really go with uh, what your heart tells you to do because that's how you're never going to have regrets and you don't want to have regrets. So really just to, to go with that and not think about what anyone else is thinking. Yeah, so how did you, like, start and go into the entertainment industry and, like, what were the first few t- steps that you took? 
Yeah, so if we go really back, I, I'm not from a family of entertainers at all. Like uh, my dad's in construction, my mom's a school principal, and no one in my family's in the industry at all. So when I grew up, it was more like sports and things like that. But I always had kind of um, that passion for telling stories. So as I grew up, actually in my teen years, I was like, oh, I would love to do that. But I had no idea how to do it because I didn't know anyone. I wasn't in the industry and I lived in Canada. So I was like, how do I get into that industry? <laughs> right. You're like, okay, how do I get there? So I think <laughs> with time, I kind of, kind of what I was telling a little bit before I kind of laid out, okay, how do I do these things? How do I get there? So I think it's important to kind of to model people that kind of did it and maybe were in a situation similar to yours. So I didn't know anyone. So how am I going to get to know people? So for me, what happened is I was kind of lucky, but I did work for it. I got a scholarship to go um, to the United States to study um, uh, film and all that stuff. But I got it from sports. So it's kind of ironic that if I didn't do sports, I would maybe not have been able to go there. <laughs> so that's kind of how I first started. So I really studied um, production and movies and all that stuff for four years. And I got my degree. But then when you get out of college you're like okay I got my degree now where do I go <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's also a big step that people go through uh so obviously I think that's the one of the most difficult times if you went to college and then you kind of have to make that transition into the work life but it's just not not be afraid to just start from the bar bottom and start where you have to start like for me I started uh I just took like an assistant job Uh, that I could and it was it wasn't easy to just get a job at all so you have to be persistent and kind of like try and get those jobs and it depends what you want to do whatever it is in the entertainment industry you want to do you want to be an actor or a producer for me I'm I'm more directing so it was like to still try and get these jobs and I really started like from the bottom and kind of made my way up and got so much experience from that because I was there to learn I was there I was there to look and how everyone's doing you don't have to like be at the top right away because it's not you do want to have these goals but it's just like take it one step at a time so yeah and then I uh, as it as it went I got the opportunity to work for bigger companies I did movies for Warner Brothers Paramount Netflix and all that stuff and then I wanted to do more more projects I felt like it wasn't enough for me so that's that's when I started uh, my network so that's kind of the journey of it yeah Um, you said, said about getting your degree and then also learning while you were working. What do you think mm -hmm. is more important, the experience or the qualifications? So I think looking back, the experience. Because when I was in college, I was super focused on my studies because that's what people say. Okay, get good grades, do all that stuff. But I think when you get out and you just have your degree and you don't you know, try and get more experience on the side, then it, it's a bit harder for people to hire you so I think it's really important to get out there and get experience if you can like even me right now when I hire a degree is great but if you have like on hands experience it's always more interesting mm -hmm. well within experience there's a lot of networking involved so do you have any advice for networking and gaining contacts Yeah, definitely. So networking is really important, especially I think in any industry, but I think in the entertainment industry, mm. it can be very <laughs> important. So I'd say not to be scared to ask questions and reach out to people, even if you find it a bit scary and intimidating. Sometimes you'd be surprised. You'd, you might, you know, try to network with someone just as a mentor and they might have something for you in the future. So it's just 
to get out there and doing something like kind of a podcast, like what you guys are doing or doing things to that you would talk to people that you wouldn't normally know that can bring a lot of opportunities your way. So just to always uh, try and find ways to network like this. So never, I don't think you should sit back and be like, oh, it will come to me because it won't. You kind of, you have to get out there. Yeah. I mean, this industry is very, very hard to get into. And like you said, there's a lot of networking involved and you kind of can't just sit back and, you know, wish for the best. And even with qualifications, you need to have the experience backed up. But like, what mm-hmm. has been your overall like biggest struggle in this industry so far? Yeah, I would say definitely the biggest struggle was um, kind of like I mentioned, that transition between getting my degree and then getting my first job. So that was really the hardest part for me. So, And I know a lot of people go through this. I have um, people I went to school with that are still kind of in that zone. And I've graduated like uh, three, four years ago now. So it can be a big transition phase for some people. So... I'd say that was the the biggest challenge for me to cuz to not get discouraged as well cuz you if you know if you try some things you try to get opportunities and meet people and it's not working it doesn't mean you should quit it might mean you you, you need to adjust you need to find different ways different approach but definitely don't quit <laughs> Um, well, obviously you have your own broadcast and media production company what made you want to start your own network Mhm so I found myself working on incredible projects, right? I worked on, when I was like a teenager and I was dreaming to work on these big production, I, I, I was like, oh, there was no way I could do that. And then I got in these big movies. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, this is great, but why do I feel like I, I need to do more? <laughs> like, I, thought, I was like, well, this should be the dream. Why am I feeling like I should be doing more, right? Yeah. But it was really for me because I found I love to tell stories and original stories. And when you work on a film, you work for a year or two or sometimes a lot more on a film. And I felt like for me, I wanted to tell more stories. So that's why I created the network. And now I get to touch a lot of stories at the same time because we create our own projects. So that that was the idea at first behind it. And also, you mentioned it's kind of hard to get in the industry and it's hard. So that's why I wanted to create another network to bring more opportunities. And now I'm able to hire people that want to that have that dream, but it's kind of hard to get in the industry so now I can open more opportunities in the industry Mm -hmm. so upon starting your network have you found it difficult to grow because obviously there are a lot of industry platforms and they're very competitive Mm -hmm, definitely so I think whenever whatever it is you're starting there might be someone who has an idea similar to what you're doing uh so for what we're doing for our platform what I'm trying to do is really to focus on just my journey and my company's journey and what's important for us to do is to bring something original so we create new projects new series new films because that's what's interesting for people to see something they haven't seen before so we do acquire projects uh, from other companies to for people to stream but for us it's definitely to create more projects and that's our main focus especially in the next year we have a lot of projects and also content not just from so I'm Canadian, so we have obviously projects that are filmed in Canada, but we have projects now that are getting filmed in the US and Mexico. We're going to the UK too. So we try to have projects from everywhere so more people can relate to what we're creating. Yeah. So has it been more difficult, would you say, being a woman in this industry? Um, because directing especially is male-dominated. 
Yeah. Oh my God. I love that question because <laughs> that's so, that's very true. So it is very male oriented. Even the people that I hire within my company, it's, there's a lot of guys that do that. So I try to have uh, more females. There's actually uh, one role model that I love that I love for that is Reese Witherspoon. She said that we're just for women, just because like you mentioned, this industry is super male oriented. Mm -hmm. And I, so when I first started my company, I even had some of my employees, male employees that, that were like, do you realize there's like no women really that are head of studios? And it's true. There's no women really. And even more as a director, like that's something I think that's pretty crazy when you think about it this year it, it, after like, I don't know how many years of Oscars there's been, but this year the second female ever won a, an Oscar for directing, but it's just, so she does a second female, I think in like seven years, like <laughs> yeah. that's a lot as you think about it. So yeah, right. That's, and so this year, and I was hoping she was going to win this year because I was like, We, were, we would still be at one if she didn't win like this year. So it is more male oriented. And that's something I'm trying to focus a lot more on directing because I feel like that's something that's missing. And a lot of girls might be like, oh, yeah, like I, I can't do that because it's just males. And, and that's something that I was thinking before because I didn't see a lot of female doing it. Mm -hmm. But it's not true. Like girls can do it, too. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think other than like maybe more gender diversity Um, needs to change in the filmmaking industry, whether that be like just diversity as a whole or like different types of films? What do you think needs to change? Yeah, I think definitely diversity. We still have some work to do on that. But also, I think one thing that I'm trying to do as well is that a lot of there's a lot of great actors that are out there uh, that need more opportunities. So sometimes it's good to not have kind of have fresh faces and not always like the same people just to give more chances. So that's something I'm trying to focus as well on my network to give more opportunities uh, for people to just, you know, get a uh, foot in the door. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's important to empower women? Because you've said that you're very, you love like girls supporting girls and stuff. So why do you think that's yeah. so important? Um, I think that's important just because when I see women getting together on a project, they just create such amazing things and we can do like so many great things when we come together so that's why I think like when we really like help each other out there's always like great outcomes coming from that like like what I'm doing with um the podcast we have a shop and it's like all the funds go to scholarships for women and uh funding their projects or their companies and just from that obviously it's a lot of females helping other females Uh, getting their dreams come true so when we have that support we could be surprised like where it can take us so I think it's important uh, to always do that and always kind of be supportive between one another mm. especially when it happens it's really powerful and it's so it's yes. so nice to watch even if it's just in films but in in real life it's amazing as yeah well. exactly <laughs> yeah so you just mm -hmm. spoke brief briefly about your podcast um what made you want to start one Yeah, so I'm a person, I love to listen to podcasts. That's why I'm going to go follow podcasts. Like, hey, I'll follow your podcast. I'm obsessed with podcasts. This is all I listen to. I do love music, but I just feel like when you listen to conversations from uh, people that are successful or have something to say, you just learn so much and grow so much. So this is something that I love and enjoy. I consume a lot. So I wanted to create something that I would myself enjoy and would love to hear the conversation and also to network and get to know incredible women. Probably you guys have experienced it too, but when you mm -hmm. start a podcast like this, 
you meet so many incredible people and it's just like wow I, I would have never met all these people if I didn't start this project mm. yeah obviously we completely agree because we have so many different women on here all the time and especially with the women empowerment it's just incredible to see all these women having different backgrounds whether they're male dominated like yourself or just loads of different stories I completely get why mm. you want to start a podcast and I think it's really great that you in particular have chosen to create one especially because like you said you're in a male dominated industry and I think it's really great for other women who want to go into directing to actually be able to hear your voice and mm -hmm. see someone like them being successful in the industry so just wanted to say that yeah I, really I like think that. like you say it's important to it's important to know the value of your voice whatever mm -hmm. it is you're doing wherever you're at in your in your life your voice matters and someone's gonna enjoy what you have to say so it's to put yourself out there is important as well like just to When you have a message, just put it out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, within the podcast, could you tell us a bit about the sort of topics that you discuss? Yeah, so definitely because I'm an entrepreneur, I love talking about uh, business women. So I have a lot of uh, business ladies on the show. So it's either, but from really any industries, I've had people that are more into cosmetics, other that are coaches, stylists, but they're all women that kind of really had an idea and then made it into their their dream life so that's really what the topic of the podcast is just to inspire women to know that they can do it they can have an idea and make it become uh their business or their life but that's really the focus that we're oriented into mm. um you often talk about achieving financial success um and freedom and investing so do you have any tips for young people out there to manage and to be smart with their money Yeah, so I think it's important and sometimes it's kind of scary to talk about finances and all that stuff. So we're like, oh, I don't know how to talk about it. But yeah, definitely I'd say, uh, or if you know you, you have a project or you don't have a project, what, whatever it is you're doing with your money, definitely be careful with it. But I think it's one thing that I think is important as well is not to be scared sometimes to invest in something that might make you more money. Mm. And Because if you're also super scared with your money, sometimes you might not achieve some things that you could have done. So just to, you know, kind of be able to see through that. And if you're kind of nervous about it, just go get information and go learn from a lot of experts so you can have kind of a better opinion on how to save. And I'd say also not get information from just one person. Try and really get uh, a broad like learning experience when it comes to how to invest your money and what's going to work for you as well. Yeah. Um, well, as a businesswoman yourself, um, what is something you think most people struggle with when starting and investing in a business? Um, what do you think more people need to be made aware of before they actually start a business? Mm -hmm. I think one thing, it depends kind of which industry you're in, mm -hmm. but a lot of people are kind of, because uh, there's a lot of things when you start a business, right? It's not just, okay, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be working with the money. I'm going to be getting clients. You kinda, when you start, you kind of have to do a lot yourself. And it's just to kind of think about how you're going to manage that. So you're going to have to give some tasks to other people most of the time, except if you're a freelancer. So it's really to try and manage your tasks so it doesn't get too overwhelming. And you're going to make mistakes. Like, honestly, for sure, you're going to make some and that's okay. But you need to be ready to be making some mistakes and not get discouraged because you're going to make some. So I've made some. I, I think I don't know one entrepreneur that hasn't done, like made some mistakes. It's impossible to not make some mistakes sometimes. 
So you do you do so many different things, your podcast, your network. How do you manage to balance all these different aspects of your career and also have time for yourself and your personal life? Mm-hmm. So I actually used to be very bad with this. So when I was, and what I noticed is when, when I was working for someone else, for other companies, I really used to not take as much care of myself as I used to. As I do now, because it was always like work, work, work. I had to get everything done. So when I shift to my company, I had the same mentality. I was like, okay, I have to work like twenty four seven and work all the time. But the truth is that it's it's not efficient to do that. It's not good for you. It's not good for your company, your employees. It's just not good in general. So I've kind of learned the hard way that I have to, I had to do that shift of really organizing myself. So it was I was gonna be happy and have a healthier life. So. Through a, it took me, I think, a couple months to really be like, okay, how is it going to be efficient for me? How am I going to make this whole thing efficient? So what I do is often every like two or three months, I revisit my routine. So I go, okay, this is work- still working. This is not working. But now I take a lot, a lot more time for myself and every day. So I, I actually have a lot more free time now, even if I have more tasks, more employees, more projects, just because I, I manage it better so it's really important to do that work and that get slip slip off of that and that take time to take care of yourself because then then it's not going to be good for for anybody and especially for yourself mm. so speaking of that what does a typical day in the life look for you and what tasks are involved in your job mm-hmm. so now because I'm managing my life a lot better <laughs> it makes it a lot more fun for me but what I do a lot as uh, the founder of my company is I acquire a lot of projects. So we, I make deals with other networks and things like that to um, have more content on our platform. So that's one thing that I do a lot. Obviously, I check in with my employees and directors of my department. So that's one thing I have to do every day, make sure everything is going smoothly. Uh, smoothly, smoothly. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and I direct. So my, my passion is really directing and writing stories and because I have my own network, I get to do that. I get to write our own stories and then we put them on screen. So I leave a lot of time for that in my life. So I kind of took some time to make sure all the other tasks that had to be done in the company would get done without, kind of without me just by checking everything's getting done so that I can direct more. So I direct a lot of projects. So I'm going to be on set and that's because I enjoy it. I don't have to do it. I could always hire another director, but I love to do it. So that's kind of what I do. So that's kind of my day today. Either I'm on shoots or I'm just working from home, acquiring project, making sure everything is going smoothly. And then I go on walks and listen to podcasts. That's the <laughs> other thing I do. <laughs> yeah. So just on from that, how do you kind of um, keep creative when you're directing and also when you're writing new things? Because um that's something I always wonder when I watch films or TV shows is how did they even come up with this? So how do you get inspiration for new ideas and things? Mm-hmm. So definitely there are some projects that I've written and that, that are kind of my baby stories that we're doing, but you're not going to always get the best ideas in the world just by yourself, especially in the entertainment industry. I think it's really about collaborations. So you get a team of people that love to create something and 
sometimes you're gonna be in meetings and someone has an idea and another idea and then you create something very special so if we do in-house projects that's kind of how we do we do sometimes get pitches from people who write a story and want to do it and then we acquire that project so that's kind of how it works for stories and ideas but usually like i said you can get all the ideas in the world so when i have an idea that i love i'm really going to be working on it but I'm always open to getting other people's opinions to make sure you know the project is really well done at the end of the day. And that's kind of how it works in general in the industry. You're, you're going to have multiple writers, multiple people on every aspect and every department of the project. Yeah. So to finish off this episode, where do you see yourself? What are your future goals? Building your brand, your podcast, where do you see yourself? Yeah, so definitely um, I want to keep growing my network. So we want to have as many projects as we can. So right now we have like about 120 hours of new projects every month. And we have new original projects that are coming. Um, that's really my focus and I'm so excited for that because we want to obviously keep growing by having new original content. So to keep creating original content. And I want to keep directing, but also I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I'll start directing just not just within my company because I could direct like this for the rest of my life. But I still want to connect and network with other people. So I'm trying to see if maybe it would be interesting to uh, direct from with other companies as well. So that's kind of my goal uh, in the next couple of years to keep directing, but not just within my company. I don't want to just be stuck in my bubble. I, I still want to talk to other people, <laughs> not just in my company. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, before before we go, could you tell our listeners where they can find you, um, where they can find your company on social media? Yeah, definitely. So uh, my personal social media is Alexandra Stewart. And then my uh, podcast is Boss-ish Academy. And my company's streaming network is called Helm ENC. That's like the handle on um, on Instagram. But the website for streaming, it's called Helm Entertainment. And then you can stream all the projects on there the first one is free too so if people want to subscribe (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) well thank you so much for talking to us today we've really enjoyed this conversation um and as for us we will see you guys in our next episode bye Bye. thank you so much for having me thank you guys for listening to today's episode if you want to find us elsewhere, you can follow our Instagram at the Little Women Podcast, where you can ask future guest questions, hear about new episodes coming up, and also see what we get up to behind the scenes. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and give us a five-star rating. We upload every other Sunday, so we'll see you then for a brand new episode.